Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, it's Mark Bergen from Believe in Steelers. Earlier this week, I had the chance to go on WBAL with Brent Harris to talk about Week 18, Steelers and Ravens. It's the NFL's best rivalry. Here's what our conversation sounded like before this weekend's game. Believe in Steelers is the podcast. Mark, I appreciate you jumping on. Happy New Year. Same to you, and I guess I'll credit you for having Lamar Jackson sit out on Saturday. Thank you for that. <laughs> I tell you, uh, there's been a lot of debate over the, the rest versus rust thing, and I know the point spread is uh, Steelers are favorite by, I think, three and a half last time I looked. Uh, they also uh, got the win back in week five, but this is, man, so much has changed from from week five. What do you think about the motivation for the Steelers rival game, but also the fact that they have so much to play for in getting into the postseason? Yeah, I wish it was as simple as, as you win and you get in. If the Steelers win, it certainly makes the path a lot easier to make the playoffs. If the Steelers win, they do need Buffalo to lose to Miami or Jacksonville to lose to Tennessee. They could also get in with a win with either a Texans or Colts tie. There's a few other scenarios the Steelers could get in, even with a loss, but certainly the path is a lot easier with the victory. But let's be honest here. That game earlier back in Pittsburgh earlier this season, I was at that game. If the Ravens catch maybe two or three more passes, I think they had eight total drops. They get shut out in the second half, don't score any points. If they catch maybe one or two more balls, uh, they probably win that game and probably should have won that game at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. Let me ask you about the job Mike Tomlin's done. He's never had a season under 500. He, he's got this team in nine and seven. You're in a third quarterback. Um, how's he done it? I mean, I just, I, I marvel at it. I, I have, you know, in a rivalry like this, and I've been to a lot of great games over the years. I, I've stood out on that Heinz field after an AFC championship game with Troy Palomalo picking off uh, Flacco and, and sealing it and fans there for an hour after the game singing Renegade. I, I've been through all the, the great games in this rivalry. I, I have a ton of respect for Mike Tomlin. I have no idea how he did the job he did this year. Yeah, and it's really the lack of playoff success where Steelers fans get frustrated because, look, it is not a detriment to say this is your 17th year and you have no losing seasons. Uh, you've always been 500 or better. How many other franchises would love to be in that scenario? But you've got to go back to the 2016 season in January 2017, the last time that this franchise has won a playoff game. And it's not mm-hmm. just winning playoff games. They're measured by success by hoisting Lombardi trophies. Now, we're in the year 2024, and Mason Rudolph is the quarterback uh, trying to get yourself in, in a playoff game and what's really a must-win game for the Steelers. If you would have told me that at the start of the season, I said, well, what the heck happened? Um, Again, it's been the lack of playoff success. It's been what's been a bad offense for the last several years, really since uh, the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Um, It's a double-edged sword with Tomlin, but certainly it's like the old Godfather three-line where as soon as you think that you're out, uh, the Steelers – seem to find a way to pull you back in. And in that regard, you do have to credit Mike Tomlin. So it's been a bit of a a two-sided coin, a double-edged sword, if you will, 
for the last several years. But, um, look, there's no doubt about it. If the Steelers were somehow to part ways with him, I've talked to a lot of people around the league. He would have a job by sundown with another one of the NFL's 31 franchises. So uh, we'll see how they how it all shakes out on Saturday. I, I can't wait to see what ends up happening, again, with Mason Rudolph, of all people, at the helm. That's a great reference, great pull. And, and they do. They pull you back in, and somehow they're always in it. Here they are coming up Saturday right in the thick of it. By the way, you had mentioned the playoff scenarios Pittsburgh win, Buffalo loss, or Jacksonville loss. That sounds better than the word end uh, because you, you take care of business Saturday and there's there's a chance, right? I mean, you really are looking at this uh, optimistically that, that, that you could squeeze into that, that postseason. Let me ask you about Mason Rudolph last couple of games and um, why he's had success more than the other quarterbacks this year. And also, what about Kenny Pickett? There was some stories about him say he didn't want to be the backup last week. It sounds like he's going to be in uniform and backing up Mason Rudolph this week. But give me a sense of the quarterback situation with the Steelers. Let me start with Rudolph. In the last two starts, he's put up 30-plus points, and it's been targeting George Pickens. And George Pickens took some flack earlier this year in in that Colts game where he's not blocking for his teammates and he's loafing on plays. It's not to defend that, but it's understandable given what he can do with the ball in his hands. So when Rudolph's out on the field and you say, what's the difference between this year and 2019 when he's battling for time with Duck Hodges, an undrafted quarterback who's no longer in the league the year Roethlisberger was hurt? The difference is a guy by the name of George Pickens, and it's consistently prioritizing and getting him the football. We saw it the first two times these two teams played late in the game. Who was it? It was Pickens one-on-one in coverage with Marlon Humphrey, where he gets a one-on-one matchup, and you can see what he can do with the football in his hands. To me, it's been that. It's been staying in the pocket, stepping up in the pocket, and then maybe most importantly, it's been avoiding turnovers. Didn't turn the ball over last week against Seattle. Uh, The week before that, the Steelers won the turnover battle 3-0. So protecting the football has also been huge. Um, But this offense has looked different in the last two weeks. And he's been – it's a two-game sample size. He's been the Steelers' best quarterback this season, period. Now, with Pickett, to me, the more fair criticism for him would be his on-field play. This rumor that he refused to be the starter – uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't really buy. But regardless if you buy that report or not, hindsight is twenty twenty. because even if the report were true that Pickett refused to be the backup, Mason Rudolph is going to get the start from here on out. So as long as the Steelers continue to win, so long as that he continues to play at a high level. So it would be uncharacteristic of him since he stepped foot in the door into the Steelers' facility, really across the hall because the University of Pittsburgh shares the same facility at Acrosure Stadium. So it's like, to me, that didn't really add up. But at the end of the day, unless the source is coming directly from Mike Tomlin or Kenny Pickett, this is just my opinion, who cares? Because, again, it's not like Pickett was going to be out on the field anyway. So he'll be the backup. Certainly he's going to be better than Trubisky. If you want to criticize Mike Tomlin, here's where I think you can criticize him. Perhaps he should have put Mason Rudolph in earlier instead of Mitch Trubisky, 
But then you got to look at the contracts, right? And this is something that's been good about Pittsburgh because they're in sync from ownership on down. The Roonies to general manager Omar Khan to Mike Tomlin on down. I can give you 8 million reasons why Mitch Trubisky, who's the 28th highest paid quarterback in the league this season, is playing over Mason Rudolph. You want to then pay a back a third-string quarterback $8 million of salary cap space where Mason Rudolph was lucky to stay in the league. He's on the league minimum, making just shy of a million dollars. You can't tell me that that didn't factor into the decision as well and saying, we have to see what we have with Mitch Trubisky because we're paying him a premium to be a backup in the event that Kenny Pickett goes down with an injury. Money is always a factor, isn't it? Mark Burgeon, Believe in Steelers is the podcast. We're up against uh, the break, so real quick, do the Steelers get it done Saturday? And, and then I guess they have to kind of wait it out if they do. I think they will because I think the Ravens are going to be resting other players, even not named Lamar Jackson. In, even if the starters do play, perhaps some of them just play for like a half. I do think the Steelers will find a way. They've won six of the last seven games against the Ravens. I think they get it done, but then it's the waiting game because you have to wait and see, and you're going to need to to get some help whether or not you get into the playoffs. Be anxious moments. Mark, I appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on. Enjoy the game Saturday. Thank you to Brent Harris and WBAL for having me on. I'll have a full post-game reaction to Steelers and Ravens here on the Believe in Steelers show following the Week 18 matchup between the AFC North rivals. Signing off, this is Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.